Everyone dreams about living an uncommon life, but how we define that dream is very different for each of us. And for most, it's a lifelong pursuit. Welcome to the Uncommon Life Project Podcast. We're going to introduce you to people who are living that life or enjoying the journey to get there. We're going to also give you some tools, tricks, and tips for starting or accelerating your own efforts to live an uncommon life, a life worth celebrating and savoring. Please welcome your hosts, Brian Dewhurst and Philip Ramsey. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Uncommon Life Project, where I'm your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Thanks for tuning in. We love you. Thanks for listening. What else do we want to say? It's always fun to just talk at the beginning because it's just fun to talk. Well, it's the beginning of 2021 now. And uh, yeah, I think everybody's ready for a fresh start and new goals and new uh, new ideas and coming together as a country. <laughs> Isn't that what we want to hear? Awesome. Well, we've got an amazing guest for you here today. I can't wait to unpack her story and get into it. So let's do the bio. and then we'll We have the one, the only. Uh, she came from Colorado, moved here with her husband. She's been married 14 years, four daughters, ages 10 to 1, homeschooled, and is the founder of Heart on Your Sleeve. Welcome to the show, Lauren Thomas. Thank you. It's great to have you. You know, it's funny because a lot of times when we meet with people, they have an idea and that idea turns into something. Sometimes it turns into something bigger than they even thought. And that's kind of your story. So yes. when you first started Hard on Your Sleeve, what did you think was going to be and how did it become to what it was now? Okay. So the story of how it started is kind of by accident. Perfect. Yeah. You like that? <laughs> so this is where I was. I was... I had a two-month-old, my fourth baby. I was tired and no, bored. No way. <laughs> yeah. Tired and bored. Yeah. Usually those aren't the two that right. you come together with. Well, bored in the sense that I was just doing schedule, feedings, naps. Right. It was just the monotony of every day. And so we had gone to dinner the night before with a couple. And my girlfriend asked me, are you starting to get a little stir crazy yet? And I said, yes, tomorrow I'm going to go to Michael's and I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've got to figure We're out crafting. something. <laughs> We're crafting. Yes. I have to go find something to make or to be creative with because I'm starting to go a little crazy. So I drove to Michael's the next day and I stood in the bead aisle and I just looked around at all the beads and yeah. I just grabbed a few things and went home. So I made that night a set of bracelets with my daughter's names on them, and I posted it on my Facebook with the hashtag heart on my sleeve, and I got a really good response from my friends, my my personal yeah, yeah. Facebook Inner page. Inner circle. Inner circle. Mm -hmm. So what I realized, though, is I if this had, because people were like, you know, you should sell these. If you made these for, you know, if you sold yeah. these, I'd buy one. And I thought, well, yeah, you say that. But <laughs> I've kind of learned throughout the years with other past things that your friends right. and your family are not your customers. Right. You right. can the best edifying point of that is um, American Idol. Mm -hmm. You're not a great singer. Right. Well, my parents told me I was. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <Like. laughs> exactly. So I thought, okay, I'm gonna see if this is actually a good idea. So I'm gonna post the same picture on an Ankeny Mom um, oh, community page. Yeah. Right. Oh, so good. And Lord, I love it. Yeah. And see what I get there. So that post exploded. I had, you know, 
what I would Real call traction. exploded. Real yeah. traction. Right. Like 50 different moms saying, I want to I want to set right now. Like, right. how can I order this? How right. can I buy this? So that night I went and I made an Instagram page, came up with a name. I decided to do, you know, the play on the words. It's not hard on my sleeve. It's hard on your sleeve because the yes. bracelets would be for you. Right. Not right. me. Right. So <laughs> I twisted it a little. So I I made the Instagram page that night and immediately started taking orders and went back to Michael's and got a bunch <laughs> okay. more beads. Right. Stop you, right there. You're you back stop at right there. You stop right there. <laughs> okay. So when you did this, because Matt is your husband, right? And we yes. talk a lot about on the show about how I would say supportive spouses are and uh-huh. how it's so important to make sure they're on board mm-hmm. before you go down this uncommon path. Yeah. What did he think when you're like, hey, I'm going to try a gram? And I'm going to try to make it mm-hmm. and we're going to do this. Like, was he all on board or what was his thoughts? Yes, he has. He's for years. He's believed that I have, you know, some kind of a special creative gift that I just haven't quite figured out where to place it. Mm. And so um, and I've stayed at home for, you know, 10 years, the last 10 years. So that initial seed money that I took to go buy all the inventory was coming from, you know, our household income that right. he provides. And he was just from the beginning, like, do it, make it, it, make That's it awesome. grow. You know, he would even help me in the very beginning when I was really slammed, make bracelets at night. <laughs> Shout so, out to Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baby in one hand and a bracelet in the other. <laughs> right. Good. Okay. So we got that. So Matt's supportive. You start the, you start the Instagram heart on your sleeve uh-huh. and it starts blowing up. Like, what does blowing up mean? It means for me, a mom of four who's homeschooling during the day and trying to still cook and clean. And, you know, I have an infant. She's two months old. (laughs) It means that I'm staying up until 1030 after I put all the kids down, making, making 10 or 20 bracelets a night. Right. So that I can fit it in. And then it turned into... I have to start getting up at 5.30 because I can't do it this way anymore. Like yeah. I needed to reschedule my day and my priorities so that I could fit it in before the day even started Right, right. because it was bleeding in and taking over with too many other aspects. You know? When was the sure. oh crap moment? Because it sounds like there could have been one. There were several in the beginning where I just needed help from my 10-year-old. I needed help from Matt. I All needed, hands on deck. Yeah. We were just at the kitchen table. I'm, you know, I've got this notepad full of orders and I'm on my phone, you know, taking requests and customized. More orders. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. So right. um, there were several and Matt kept saying, you need to hire someone. You need to hire right. someone. And Love I, that guy. And I was <laughs> like, I can't do, you know, that's, right. I'm not a business owner. Sure. This is Lauren, just like a it. fluke. Uh-huh. So um, eventually I did. So I started this in November of. 19 and I finally reached out and got somebody helping me. Ew, when was it? I feel like it might have been March. That okay. it, it took me that long. Well, then COVID came. The Rona. Right the, when the I reached Rona. out to a girl to help me, the Rona came and <laughs> everything stopped for a while because nobody knew what to do. And then um, orders started coming in and I got her really up and running in the summer. She She took over a lot of the load for me. Nice. Yes. Okay. And systematized it. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Go ahead. I feel like I got way more questions, but we all know. I want to go, maybe this isn't the right tangent, but I want to go back. I think what you touched on 
first happens to a lot of women, you know, uh-huh. especially in the Christian community. Yeah. Of staying home. Mm-hmm. You have all these children, especially when you're homeschooling. Several children, yes. Yeah. And you your identity <laughs> in, uh-huh. is still in Christ, but I like I think there is a a uh, not like dangerous thing, but like like you said, it's just like I need something else. Something. Like I've got to have something yes. else that I'm focused on. Yes. Outwardly other than these kids. Yes. And I felt like that for years and I couldn't find what it was. I went through phases where I sold, you know, the MLMs. I did the the hair shampoo oh, okay. and I've done makeup and mm-hmm. I've, you know, I tried to do um, oh, yeah. house decorating for a few years. So I, I feel like I've always been kind of like, I don't want to sound dramatic, but like yearning for something Outlet. other yeah. than right. my kids. And right. you feel bad to right. admit that they don't fulfill and check all the boxes for you, but they just don't. Right, right. They, they don't. Shouldn't. Yeah. I would say this. So shout out to Matt for one, encouraging you to find yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think a lot of husbands do that because I think they're worried about what's going to happen. But this is what's going to happen. And remember, I'm sure everyone's heard this, like when you have kids and they grow up and then all of a sudden you're like, uh, who is my wife or who is my husband? Like <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm living with a roommate Yeah, and they don't take attention. And I think sometimes it's because husband or wives lose themselves and who they really are. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think the actually opposite happens when a wife or a husband actually finds what they're passionate about. Yeah. And it's way more attractive to the opposite person. Like, yes. holy cow, like yeah. Yahtzee, yeah. I'm seeing you flex a gifting that right. I haven't seen for a while. You're finding yourself and you are attractive in that way to the spouse because Mm -hmm. it just is a different light and we're always constantly changing. Um, but man, kudos to Matt for encouraging you to do that Mm -hmm. and also taking money out of the budget to try it. Like Mm -hmm. what's the, what's the problem? What what advice would you give to, I want to close the loop on this to a woman who's in that, like, I just, this is stuck in that I need something else, Mm. you know, to get help Uh, sooner because it can have bigger consequences if you don't ask for help mm-hmm. or you don't address this. I don't know. I've thought about that and it's hard to say because I believe so much in God's perfect timing and mm-hmm. things that I just feel like this was the time that God had for me. I was done having kids. The business is sort of born out of yeah. my four girls and it's what's coming next. Right. I'm, right. I'm closing the chapter on having babies yeah. and this is going forward. So I I see the timing was so good and I there's nothing that could have forced I couldn't have forced it any sooner. I just mean like maybe asking for help or saying, I'm having these thoughts or I feel you know, maybe just talking about yes, just admitting okay. I I wanted these kids. I do appreciate that I stay home with them. I feel like um it's a blessing that maybe that I don't have to work, but I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I'm missing something yeah. for myself that I really want to feel excited and um, just hopeful about the future for that's just something for me. Right. And right. so just maybe admitting that, having that conversation, right. and then from there thinking about what could that be? What right. what are my gifts? I've always been creative. I've always liked to make things with my hands, sure. whether it's decorating or drawing or painting or whatever. So I know that I've got the ability to just make pretty things, right, but yeah. I never thought it would come in the form of making a bracelet. I've, I'm not, <laughs> I never thought I'd be a jewelry maker, but whatever, I'll go with it. You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Clicking the boxes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I love the progression too that you went through of first starting something, seeing a 
caught fire right like, and testing it in the market i think that's yeah. brilliant and a lot yeah. of people don't know even how to do that to see if they have legitimate idea and yeah. so kudos to you for that then you go in and now you're in the throes of it and mm -hmm. you're trying to make all these beads and your 10 year old is now beading up right um to then like now we need to make this more sustainable right and hire somebody um so also too not only is it sustainable and probably your cash flow for your business profitability wise probably took a step backwards when you did that. But yeah. knowing like it's not a bad thing at all. That was my hang up. That's why I couldn't get past that right. hiring her. I wanted right. all the profit for right. me right. to stay with me. <laughs> right. So I, that's exactly where I wanted to go with this. Yeah. How did you get over that? I think I was just forced into it. I have a mentor who I go to every couple months. She's a really successful businesswoman. She's one of my best oh, nice. friends, but she is so, her brain works so much different than mine. Mm. And she has no fear. She has, you know, just do this, do this, do that. So she'll give me advice. And she basically told me, run your process into the ground until it breaks. And then you'll be forced into your next step. So I've just taken her advice and I just got overwhelmed. I just got to the point where I was Broke. getting too many, <laughs> yeah. too many orders in to keep up with. I like to get my customers orders out within one week of them ordering. And I was getting to the point where it was taking me t too long than yeah. for, for what yeah. I was comfortable with as far as giving good customer service. Yep. So that's when I knew it was the time. And um, then what happened is once I hired that girl to help me, and I felt that that burden lift. I was like, okay, this is worth it. Right. You know, right. just having that help right. and knowing that I wasn't keeping all the profit. I was giving yeah. some away. You but... don't know how bad you need it until you have it. And yeah. then you're like, why didn't I do this sooner? Yes. That's right. Exactly and I think I that that's what I wanted to kind of unpack a little bit is a lot of business owners get to that point. A lot of the business owners are scared to do it. But once they get it, all the business owners I've talked to are like, wish I would have done that sooner, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. with the right employee. Right. Yeah. And my husband was telling me that for months. He knows too, but it's just the point that you have to get to when you realize it. Sure, right. And I think you could also go one of two ways. You, I could have just been like, I'm done and like totally backed, backed off, mm -hmm. stop running ads, get too scared mm -hmm. or push through, do something uncomfortable. Go to the next level. And yeah. I want to yeah. go, I want to touch yeah. on that. Two things. I think they dovetail. You, you kind of said before we got on, I don't have a website. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, we start talking about yeah. starting new businesses. Uh, I talk about leapfrogging a lot with people where, you know, like if someone in Eastern Africa doesn't have a cell phone or, you know, they're not going to go to a landline before they go to a cell phone. They're just going to go straight to the cell phone. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Now we're seeing businesses start up where it's like, I don't even want a website. Don't need it. I don't, I don't need it. I can nope. sell within an Instagram or Facebook yep. uh, direct. And um, so... And then you kind of just said it too. I'm, you know, it sounds like you're running ads. So can you kind yeah. of talk to our listeners about some of those decisions from a, you know, infrastructure standpoint, web versus social, mm -hmm. and then how you just kind of started adding fuel to the fire? Okay. Yeah. So my Instagram page, you know, initially I got my first, whatever, 100, 200 maybe followers who were the word of mouth from that group I posted mm -hmm. on. And I didn't, I intentionally did not. You know how you can invite your friends and family already? Yeah. <laughs> I invited nobody. None of that. Brilliant. I wanted it to so be strangers. Right. I wanted to know nobody. Why? Why? Because like I said before, well, 
Okay, two. To be honest, there is a fear of looking stupid in front of the people right. you know because right. you're putting yourself out there. Okay. You're trying something new and you okay. feel like if this fails, I'm going to look dumb. Right. They're going to see me fizzle out and this right. kind of just fall on its face. Keep so going. Yes. I didn't <laughs> so I didn't want anybody to know I was doing it that I knew. Okay. And I also just like I said wanted to see the viability without um the support of friends and family. Right. So at some point, though, my followers kind of stagnated because, you know, I was just posting to the same few people all the time. And yes, they might tell a girlfriend to go follow this page, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't going right. to keep bringing consistent orders in. So I figured out and even though I don't feel tech savvy, I have learned how to run my Instagram page pretty well, I would say. I've learned how to do the stories. I've learned how to do the highlight bubbles. You've got to figure out how all that works so that you can keep your page engaged. But I figured right. out the ad thing. So you can take a post. You can do a promotion on it where you pay a certain amount over a, f a certain number of days and it'll target your target group yeah. for you. And so I started running these ads just spending like $30. Just not a lot. Right. $30, Something. $50. Setting right. kind of yeah. a ceiling to how much it could spend. And yes. And then I would always get a flurry of orders every time I ran an ad. So I Good just kept running ads after ads after ads. They go six days or whatever. And then when it ends, start another one. So I've got what like 1,500 followers now. Okay. In a year. Still don't know. Still <laughs> very few of them are people I know. Right. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel right now like I do need to take another jump some way. I need to either increase my ad money or something because I'm starting to feel like, okay, these people that have been following me for a year, they've all seen have it. Bracelets. Right. Yes, they all have bracelets. <laughs> really? They're they've not having enough it. kids. We gotta <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So that's nice. my next step of how do I keep growing past Let's this talk about this. Point. I want to riff with this with Brian because we just basically had this whole conversation. Yeah, we just Kayla shot another podcast and as he was leaving we i wrote this on like what you're talking about is actually on the whiteboard from oh. our previous conversation oh, weird. uh so yeah go ahead so our our main point is friends and family is not the place you should start and yeah. so many businesses start there yeah and what we would say is work outside and then get your family and friends so excited because yes. there's so much momentum yeah. That now you know you have a viable product. You want the, uh, why didn't you tell me you were doing this? Like, right. That's, that's what, what I did. Right. At my one year anniversary, I posted back on my personal page. Right. I've been doing this for the last year. Wonderful. I've done this many sales, this many, right. nice. you know, and people were like, I didn't know you were doing this. And I'm right. like, exactly. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> so I would also say like, not. I just think all like really good wisdom comes from the Bible. So there's that. Yeah. I'll be very candid. And so uh, we've been going through Mark and in uh -huh. that he just says, Jesus says, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown, among his relatives mm. and his household. Yes. Basically meaning like a prophet has no real like standing in the town that he's like from, from mm -hmm. and lived in because they're like, no, I know that guy. Like I yeah. played football with that cat. Like he ain't nothing. You know, yeah. I'm totally ad-libbing there. But you get that there is something about knowing somebody that it helps to have an outside influence tell you like, whoa, he's in a whole different world right now. And so uh, kudos to you. And it's uh -huh. interesting that came back up. Yeah. It's funny because yeah, I talk about that? Bitcoin and cryptocurrency a lot with family and friends and they're just like, yeah, we're good. Right. And it's actually right. the people that, that aren't close to me that are like maybe more drawn to it. Uh -huh. And and you, you can only lead a horse to water, you know, 
so much. And, um, so it is, I, it, there's a principle to it. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, we encourage entrepreneurs to like, don't go to your friends and family first, you know, first, validate. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. a, a great thing that you've done. Well, when you start those MLMs, they tell you, make your list of a hundred right. friends and family uh, that you can call first. Anything with MLMs, don't do that. I, I am not a fan. <laughs> well, and I think too, on that topic, I think this is interesting because, you know, I think you've been really candid with us and I really uh-huh. appreciate that. Like, you know, a lot of us have tried MLMs. We, we You do want something outside yeah. of your kids. You do want to make an extra Money. 500 or $1,000 yeah. a month. And, you know, I think now with COVID and, and work from home and all mm-hmm. the different things with social media, you know, you're living that of like, I can do something and manage it within the context of my family mm-hmm. and have an outward reach. And so... I think there is this opportunity right now for us to be more entrepreneurial and yes. you're not sitting here saying like, I want to be a multimillionaire from this, but it is helping your family yeah, and it's certainly it helping is. you, you know, and then you're a better mom to your kids and a better wife to your husband. And can you share a little bit about like your faith through all this and just mm-hmm. getting this outward expression of your identity in Christ and, and having this outlet? Well, I think what's been the coolest, and I'm sure you guys can agree that almost every business can probably say that you start it thinking it's going to be a business and then you end up getting so much more from it because your customers, you're helping them. Right. And so it sounds stupid, but you know, I'm making these bracelets, but the stories that I hear, the people that'll message me, you know, it's Mm. like my mom's got cancer. She's going through chemo or um, I had a lady one night message me, can you make me four bracelets by tomorrow morning that all say, sisters my aunt is is dying and her her three sisters want to get her her bracelet before she passes then i meet her the next morning and she says it's too late she passed away this morning or you know um miscarriages we want we want to you know memorialize the baby that we lost at yeah seven months Mm, which happens so much more than people yeah i think maybe just as you get older but yeah we're so I guess I just see these stories and I get to help these people and it means something to them. And then I see God's work through that. Mm-hmm. So that's been really surprising yeah, and uh, cool unexpected. Well. Right. Yeah. So that makes it feel like, you know, there's more to it. There's, there's a deeper meaning. And just the beginning of the story, like I told you, I kind of just feel like it was on accident that it even happened. I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't looking to start a business. I wasn't looking yeah. to make jewelry. And there's another funny story. When I was um, driving home from Michael's that first day, I looked out the window and I saw this little shop on the side of the road that I had never seen before. And I thought, oh, I need to go in there someday. That looks cute. So then I'm home that week and I'm making those initial first orders And I see the same logo that was on that side of that shop in my inbox. This girl had ordered a bracelet set. And I said, do you have a little shop in Ankeny across from Keystone Church? And she said, yeah, I do. And I said, okay, this is weird. I know this might sound odd, but I'm getting all these orders and I don't really want to be meeting up with all these people to get them their bracelets. Is there any way I can just drop all my orders off at your shop? And tell people to pick oh, their orders up there. Because it's yes, publicity. Bringing people. Mark, because, yeah. yeah, how many other people like me dr- drive by and don't know what it is? Right. So it's getting her new customers and it's, it's helping win-win. me. Win-win. Yeah. Get it. So then I go in there to do that. I drop off all, or, all the orders. 
and we look at each other and we've known each other. I knew her Stop it. for <laughs> from like 20 years ago wow. when we were, you know, That's 19. Really cool. We worked at American Eagle together. <laughs> oh, of course you did. Of course you did. Okay, let's so, go. I want to go to like the business side of things. And normally we don't do this, but I think it's interesting. So are you incorporated? How did you do that? Uh, Where are you so at? So last week I just sat down and I got my QuickBooks put together. Oh, okay. I need to do my LLC. Okay. Yeah. And get legit, get get real. Right. right. Well, and I think you can still be legit. You and are you legit. You can be like right. self-employed. <laughs> there is a place for that on the tax return. But yeah, you kind of reach a level of it probably makes sense to incorporate. Yeah. And, is, and uh, pay taxes and all that biz. Right. Is And is a CPA helping you with that? Because these are like, you can get in pitfalls pretty quick. Probably your mentor and guiding a little bit. I think your mentor, whoever that is, uh-huh. you can totally give her a shout out if you want. I would say talk to her about that. Hey, yeah. here's what income is coming in. Uh-huh. Here's where it's going out. What would you suggest from this perspective and why? And I think that you'll see that the tax code is built for business owners. Yeah. So that's something, I mean, like you can write off things and right. it yeah. gets pretty nice, okay. which is helpful. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the IRS code is built for business owners and entrepreneurs because we take risk. We employ people. Uh-huh. You know, we are creating things. And so um, it's the code is designed that way mm-hmm. because that helps, you know, everybody. So, yeah. So, yeah. You Man, I just, that. I just love the story. So this is why we started this podcast, candidly. So we're financial advisors that feel like you are your best asset. What Uh in the world does that mean? It means that Lauren had an idea. Uh She didn't know how to get it off the ground. And so be able to step in with Lauren or people like Lauren and help them navigate these things uh, in such a way where not only, I would say, is this fulfilling, but it's also profitable and it can be profitable. Uh, And so- that's been such a joy. So that's what we do here at Uncommon Wealth Partners. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian and I started it, and we really wanted to start it for those people who are like, "Hey, I got an idea. I don't know how to do it." Mm-hmm. Uh, those are our those are our people. We mm-hmm. love those people, <laughs> um, and so we can help those people walk beside them and show them how their ideas for tomorrow actually help them for retirement. Mm-hmm. Versus the advisor who are just like, "No, give me your money, and I'll give it back to you when you're 65." Right. Mm-hmm. Barf. Uh, so that's why we started. And then this podcast is highlighting people like Lauren who are loving what they're doing. And it might have been an idea they've had from since they were a child. Uh-huh. It might be something that like you did and just fall, fell right into it. Right. Either way, you can see how you are impacting people in an awesome, positive way. Yeah. And we need more people like you. So yeah. I don't know how many friends you, you have, but like get them all. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go on common. I love it. Well, I think, you know, shameless plug for our website because we do create, we talk about the seven sources of residual income and Uh and network marketing and MLM is one of them. We've kind of uh, gone back and forth whether we should include that or not as its own like separate category. Pretty much Philip has gone back and forth. (laughs) Brian's like, no, it's valid. But I think that's what we- There's some girls making a lot of money doing those MLMs. The, you know, more millionaires have been made out of MLM than any other industry in the world. So anyways, I won't go down that path, but- I think there's a lot of people out there, you know, like you, my, my wife and I have done it and, um, you know, it does have a stigma to it, so to mm-hmm. speak. And so I think, can you talk to our listeners about the kind of joy and fulfillment of this and owning this and getting to make some of these decisions of, you know, how do I want it to look? How do I want it to ship? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I want to price it versus where you're at with kind of like an MLM and like, you know, you're more in a box and. I have this one way to do it. Mm-hmm. And then can you kind of highlight that? Um, well, I've never been asked that question before, but mm. the first thing that came to my mind was I can use my instinct. 
Yeah. So I can decide on the spur of the moment, I'm going to run an ad right now. I'm right. going to use this bracelet to promote this right now. Right. Or I'm going to design, I get a I get a spark of inspiration. I'm going to sit down right now. I'm going to design a new set. Right. And I just have the freedom to do that. Right. To be I decisive. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know any Some other way Some would say to... the decisiveness right now is the best leadership quality. Yeah. <laughs> we just had a podcast and that's what okay. he said. So that was the major <laughs> okay. takeaway. But I think <laughs> it was awesome. timely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Keep going. It's yeah. great. What about like socially and like, because it's emotional to be in multi-level marketing. It's uh-huh. just like that. Oh, it's yeah. So, when like, I did that personal. in the past, you know, they're like, you've got to make videos. You've got to engage. You need to be posting three times a week at least. Right. And then you got to sprinkle in a little bit of personal stuff in there <laughs> too. So then every everyone you see that does that, you know, they're doing uh-huh. like a formula. Get right. off of me. And it kind of feels a little right. disingenuous. No, I get it. I get it. So um, my posts are when I want to. Thank They're you. about what I want to post. Get and, it, you know, nobody yeah. else is driving that and giving me the formula of how to do it. Maybe it would be helpful to have a little bit of that, a little bit of direction because I'm just kind of winging it. Right. But, um, you know, I've had people tell me, your page is good, but you need to show yourself more. You need to mm-hmm. show your face more. You need to involve your family more, make make it more about your life overall than mm-hmm. just your business. Mm, sure. And I can see the value in that. But then I feel like, oh, did it's they, just not genuine. Uh, don't, yeah, just I'm not don't trying to be an it, right. influencer. Right, I'm not right. trying to go down that. I don't want to show my outfits, <laughs> you know, so I don't know how much advice to take love it, from, right. from that. You're no, great. I think those are all, and these are all things that, you know, you see some of these images and stuff and everything looks so canned. And uh-huh. I love the memes where it shows like this is the Instagram photo, but this is really what was happening. Right. And yeah. so I think there's a lot of wisdom in in taking that slower. Lauren, yeah. you're doing awesome things. And you know, Thanks. I love that you have a mentor to help yeah. you through that. Yeah. And I think, so we call it mentors are the cheat code of life because uh-huh. then they just don't let you go down pitfalls that they have. Yeah. So what would a piece of advice that you'd have to your younger self? I don't know, just... Don't worry so much about the future. Oh my gosh, I'm a worry wart. Uh, I've been a worry wart my whole life, I would say. Just always worrying about what's coming, what's next. I want security all the time. Uh, my family, we've been through a lot. My husband and I, we went through um, at the crash of the risk or the, yeah. the bubble, 08, the house bubble. Yeah. yeah. We um, foreclosed on our house. We had wow. to walk away. We had to start over from the ground up. And then uh, my husband was diagnosed with cancer in his ear five years ago. And we found out last November that it's back in his lungs. Oh, wow. So there's never, there's a never ending list for me to worry about in the future Mm -hmm. and in the present. So I feel like the longer I live, the more I see God is always taking care of us every step of the way. And I've spent so much time worrying in right. life. Right. So he's he's good. He's in a trial right now, um, doing a like an experimental drug trial treatment mm-hmm. and it's going really good. And we're we have all the reasons to be hopeful. It's a very slow growing cancer. But um yeah, I would just say my younger self just wanted everything in life to come easy for there to be no hardship, no pitfalls. And even looking back, seeing all of the hard things that we've had to go through, God is still good. He's still providing. Right. Actually, this year has been, it's 
blown our minds how God has blessed us this mm-hmm. year, Good. which is, you know, some Crazy people are, to say. yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID feel bad about it. Like, yeah, what? I think, I think like, it's been this amazing. Is such a pressure, especially in the Christian community to have it like all put together and uh-huh. to be comfortable and like, God doesn't want us to be comfortable. God wants us to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know? And I think when you step out in faith like this, God gives you things that you couldn't even have planned for yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like you're touching and highlighting sure. on that awareness yeah. now of like, oh my gosh, I we're at a place I couldn't even have fathomed. Yeah. Even amidst a trial. Amidst it, yeah. yeah. So that's how do our listeners find out more about you, heart on your sleeve, mm-hmm. all of that? Okay. So my main and most active platform is Instagram. The name is heart dot on dot your dot sleeve i know it's kind of a mouthful but perfect that's the only name that wasn't already taken <laughs> right, i had to right. put the dots in and then the same name is also on my facebook um i don't have a website i don't have an etsy shop that's don't another feel bad question. about it don't feel bad about it everybody yeah, Etsy's blowing up though i know i, I, I get it i, I kind of think that might be one of the, the next, next things i need to do yeah, yeah. In case yeah. Instagram shuts down or something, because right. who knows? Literally, this well, business wouldn't exist without Instagram. Are, you know, yeah, that's a big risk. Honestly, yeah. is good for you to you know, know that that could be a risk, yeah. and yeah. then trying to other ways to get around it. And uh, candidly, we don't need to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm curious. Do you know what Gumroad is? No. Okay. Never heard well, of then it. We, let's not go into it. But it's I I don't know much about it either. It's growing rapidly, and I think it's something kind of like Etsy. Oh, okay. Um, but different. Never heard but, of it. So, anyways. I don't know either. So not important. Okay. <laughs> Lauren, thank you for taking time. Yeah, it's been thank such you. a joy. Yeah. I'm glad you're impacting others. You've been listening to the Uncommon Life Project. I've been your host, Philip Ramsey. And I am Brian Dewhurst. Tune in next time. Until then, go be uncommon. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. That's all for this episode of the Uncommon Life Project. Brought to you by Uncommon Wealth Partners. Be sure to visit UncommonWealth.com to learn more about our services. Don't miss an episode as we introduce you to inspiring people who are actively pursuing an uncommon life.